You're listening to 1590 Afterwards. What's new in the world of KVTA? Well, it's hot. Yeah. For the next few days, we're actually going to hit, they claim, they being the weather guys, 100 degrees. Oh. So around here, that's officially hot. Yeah. Even though we know that inland Sacramento, you probably hit 100 was regular during the summer. Yeah, pretty regularly in the summer, all the way up until late September. And it, oh, yeah. I don't miss that at all. No, I, that kind of scorching heat, if it comes up a couple of times, that's all right. But once it hits over 100, you've got serious issues. That's why this is fun. Uh, California's Death Valley. If a name described an area <laughs> ever, you know, you have things like Ocean View, you know, Mountain View. You right. have things like that. This is called Death Valley. <laughs> That's the name of it, folks. Long considered consistently the hottest place on earth. So that takes out all those other places that we've heard about uh, forever and ever. Yeah, the hottest place on earth. And they have people out there, and I, I love the way. These journalists wrote the story for Death Valley. People are still going there. It's 130 degrees. And you also get what they call ground temperature up, and then you get sun temperature down. So the ground temperature quite often can be 140, 145. Right. So right. what's coming off of the pavement or the surface that you're walking on. But they have uh, photos. It says, these photos showing tourists pushing their bodies to extremes while visiting Death Valley. There's people walking with hats and talking. And, you, know, you see the, the group, and it's like the writer of this pushing their bodies to extremes. These people are just walking. And they're really, <laughs> you can tell they're probably out there just to kind of say they did it. The issue is when you get too far away. And we know there's been, unfortunately, a couple of passings. You hear about it at the Grand Canyon mm -hmm. that people forget and this is since i know about topography and i've actually looked at a topographical map generally when you walk downhill to go yeah you've got to walk uphill to come back yeah i know this is a concept that's <laughs> difficult but for folks who aren't in shape two miles away oh we're just going four miles four miles is really far for the average person. Oh, it really is. Especially Absolutely. when it's 110 degrees. Especially when there's any degree of incline. Like think of the uh, the work you did uh, when we did a couple of 5Ks. Uh, you participated in a few of them mm -hmm. in town here. And you did training out there. I, I believe you did a lot of walking at Kimball. Yeah, I did some Kimball, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's a way. If you don't do that and you just go out and decide to put in four miles, it can be shocking. So for folks that are going out to Ojai to maybe do some hiking or Harmon Canyon, beautiful place, any of these, be really careful. But seeing the photos of, hun, where do you want to go? Well, it's 130 in Death Valley. Do you want to go there? Let's go for a hike. That's what they're uh, challenging themselves with. And it's a lot of time. It says, while temperatures have not exceeded the hottest on record set in 1913, when they said it was actually marked, logged at 134. Ooh. 134 Ow. degrees. Wow. That would be literally cooking the egg on the sidewalk. Yeah. Years ago, we had our friend Rami at Joe's Quick Stop, Signal in Matillaha, uh, put a TV dinner on his dashboard. Oh, and then he? one of the workers ate it. Oh, nice. And he said it was okay. He said <laughs> it was, it was okay. Yeah, that's how hot it got on a you know, dashboard of a car. So everybody be careful. Anything with a pulse, make sure you got your eyes on it. You know, kids can get away. There's no time, including one second, that you can leave somebody in a car. Just always. You know. And if somebody is in a car, all four windows better be down. Right. Down, down, like all the way down. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, rightfully so, 
if authorities see that, you're going to have a conversation. That's right. And that's it. So we got to be really careful, all joking aside. But I just love the photos of people taking a little hike in Death Valley. <laughs> I think it's a great day trip. Go on out there, see if you could survive it, and then you get the T-shirt. I survived Death Valley. Yeah, I made it. Yeah. And, and the temperature of the day that could customize it. You were in the military? Yes, sir. Yes, you were. Our recruitment is Floundering, their word, not mine. And they say a change to the GI Bill would make kids flock to the military. This is what one teen says as they look at the military. What was your deal with the uh, GI? My GI Bill was we put in for the first year, we put in $100 a month. And then uh, we then the GI Bill was something around $12,000. So it was it was like a 10% investment in what you get back. And twelve grand's pretty good at a college. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A, that could be a lot of cash, especially when we look at at the years ago. Now, what this kid is talking about, and he's aiming this at the government. It's brilliant to put it towards a business owner. So, let's say you went into the military and you put that hundred dollars in. Then, when you got out of the military, they gave you twelve grand to invest in your business. Right. Totally different. What? Yeah. And they could have given you classes to uh, get you ready for that kind of a life, too, because it's a, it, that's something that if you have the opportunity, you have you – know, there's so much that goes into it. You, you have the bookkeeping. You have all that side of it. You look at it from the outside, and it's you – know, you go and you're keeping a store or whatever, and there's just so much involved with it. Everybody thinks just because they're good at something, they can run a business. Not true at all. So hard. As a matter of fact, I would I – would, just throw a little uh, wager out here that if you had a full-on businessman who just got somebody who can make a decent pizza, he's going to do much better than the people who can make a ridiculously wonderful pizza but doesn't really know how to run a business. Yeah. Business is tough. Well, we see that in our industries all the time. In comedy, you see people who maybe they make the right phone calls, they know the right people, and you know, and then you have where you'll go to a comedy show in the middle of nowhere and you'll see somebody you've never heard of and they'll be absolutely amazing you go where did this level of talent come from and how have i not heard of it it's it's in every industry even in those industries where you think people just get discovered and the other side of comedy too is tchotchkes you know for people like uh, you've done shot glasses you you've done t-shirts and yeah all that stuff and that's money and that's part of a business so i love the whoever came up this this youngster said the kids today don't think about college they think about business so if you can have some sort of enticement to, to say, once you get out, we'll have the education, like you pointed out, and we'll also have a little bit of cash for you, and then probably maybe breaks on loans and interest, right. which would be good for a business. And it's one of those things, this has been staring all of us in the face for all these years, and if they want to bolster the ranks, I think this is a really, really a good way to do it. Not everybody wants to go to college. Right, Not yeah. Everybody has the, they just don't. They're smart enough, but they just don't want it. Well, I think we're seeing, too, the, the, the value of college really isn't there like it used to be. Like It's not going to guarantee you some much better paying job. It's not going to guarantee you much of anything. And In fact, I think now in America, there's a lot of business owners that kind of resist people who come from university. And in, yeah, because there's a little bit of, oh, yeah. you know, coming in knowing more than you do, even though you've done the business for years. So right. there's a lot of that that comes up. And... A lot of people, believe it or not, that want to run a good restaurant or any other business don't really want an archaeology class. Yeah. (laughs) Seems strange, but they really don't need to have French art and history. I I know that fulfills you, but Adam Smith, uh, Wealth of Nations, the man who wrote that uh, wonderful book on the economy, 
He said it ages ago. It's your job as a person to find and source out those those things. Right. It's not the government's job. Yeah. So if you do want it, you know, do all your work and whatever you want to do, and then go to the learning tree or go to your local JC and take an art class. Yeah. Why not? You know, and just do it that way and v- be very specific on, on what you want to do. They have the thing over at um, OLLI, the OLLI program, O-L-L-I. It's an acronym. And it's at Cal State Channel Islands. They'll have horror movies of the 50s. They'll have French literature. They'll just have all these classes. So fulfill yourself that way. But through the military, it's such a great idea. Yeah. I'm all in. I am too. Let's make it happen. Now we got to go to McNuggets. Oh, yay. Another lawsuit. This one was in Florida. And it has now apparently been settled. And I don't know where our minds are going. A South Florida jury is agreeing on an $800,000 verdict against McDonald's and the franchise owner. This is Upchurch Foods. The case stems from an incident that happened in 2019 where a four-year-old girl was burned when she dropped a hot McNugget on her leg. It came wedged between her car seat and her thigh. The food was handed to her by her mother. Mm -hmm. Now, isn't that the portal where whenever you've got two, yeah. remember, you'd always do your own taste test. You know, you're all just a little just to make sure something wasn't too hot for the little ones. Well, typically I throw the French fries in my kid's face and then I try mm-hmm. to see if they're warm after see if they're that. Warm. It's like, hey, these warm? <laughs> How did it work out, kid? The food was handed to the girl by her mother who purchased it at a drive through The girl suffered a second degree burn to her leg. I know that hurts. Yeah. But it's a second degree burn. Mom handed it to her and they still get the $800,000. That one, I don't get. Yeah. I don't get. That's a slippery slope. You start setting that precedent where all of a sudden, you know, oh yeah, hot food can, (laughs) hot food can hurt you. Cold food can, (laughs) where does it stop? Yeah. I don't get this even a little bit. I, because you've got to tell the kids. It's just, when we were, idiot, it just came out of the oven. I remember my dad, what did you think it was going to be? You know, that, that's what, that's what was said to us. And now there's warning labels on everything. Well, think about when you go to a nice pizzeria and it comes out, the pizza first comes out and it's so hot and we've all burnt our mouths on that pizza over and over again, gladly, because those first few super hot bites are absolutely amazing. They're the best. And that's why you have a soft drink or a beer in front of you, too. What are we going to do? Keep Pizza Man Dan in uh, small claims court all the time now or what? That doesn't seem fair. I don't know why it's gotten this way, but it definitely has. And clearly 800,000. There's a lot of pain and suffering in there which is like okay whatever because the actual cost of maybe you know the er whatever they had to go to eight hundred thousand dollars and that's why business people have such a tough time that's why it is so rugged you got some comedy coming up oh yeah we've got a good show coming up and i'm really excited about i said often i'll say i'm excited this one i'm really truly excited about because joe bartnick is a big part of my whole comedy history Uh, when he when I was coming up, I came up through the Bay Area, and a lot of times I'd spend, you know, four or five days in San Francisco, and Bartnick actually lived in San Francisco and was in that part of that scene. So a lot of times instead of having to get a hotel, I'd stay with him, we'd hang out and do stuff. So it's exciting, and, you know, he's just one of those guys who's he's written for Lampanelli. He's on tour with Bill Burr. 
he uh, every time they do one of those Comedy Central roasts, he's like one of the main writers that writes for the non-funny people who all of a sudden become funny for the day. He's the guy that makes that happen. So Joe Bartnick's going to be right there in beautiful Santa Paula at the at the airport, the Hangar Bar and Grill. That's going to be on Friday, July 28th. And uh, GigglesLive.com is where you want to get tickets for that. Dick Cavett wrote some jokes for people when he was just coming up. Woody Allen did, too. A lot of them. I wonder, since you're in that experience, it's... A great line from Broadcast News where Albert Brooks was calling in uh, reports because he was very well versed in this world issue that was happening uh, with a fighter jet of some sort. So he was literally talking to the anchor who was then speaking his words. So the anchor looks like a genius. So for a comedy writer, it's funny. You do a killer joke and somebody else gets to tell it. I mean, if you're paid big bucks, that's one thing. But the great thing is when Albert Brooks finally, he set down the phone and he looks and he goes, I say it here, and it comes out there. <laughs> and he was just staring like, why am I not the guy? And William Hurt played the anchor. Great movie, by the way, broadcast news. But that's just got to be so strange for a writer if they figure that the timing, the take, the pause, the beat, whatever you guys do, when you write a joke and then how it's said, that's got to be such an – when you know you can get on stage and make people laugh, but one of the ways you make money is making Manning Yeah. Fun. Yeah, and wh- where's the line? Like, where do you? How do you decide? You know what? This is a little too good. I don't want to give this to so and so. I'm going to keep this for me. That kind. Of, I, have you ever seen the movie Funny? Is it Funny People? Where um, Seth Seth? Uh, oh, is it Seth Rogen? Is it Seth Rogen? It is Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. So Seth Rogen becomes a comedian. Adam Sandler notices him and picks him up, takes him on the road with him. Have you seen that movie? No. Very good movie. Loves and it. they actually address that a little bit. It's very interesting, though. Where, where, they, where he's writing for Adam Sandler, but then he panics and uses the joke that he wrote for Adam Sandler at a big event. Yeah, one of our hockey daddies, uh, he's that guy. And he's just, he's one of those guys here. He's very quiet, very, but he'll say something and you look over at him. He's got really long hair. And one day when I, I'd just gotten to know, I go, who are you? And I said, <laughs> how can you have a son and a nice car and hair like that? I said, do you play in a band? And it turned out he was the guy that wrote for a very famous announcer that everybody knows. Very famous big radio show, but he also was the guy at the ESPY. So Gretzky would literally walk in and they would look at him. They had the writers and they'd say, okay, what have you ever been? And they would just write the bits and it was all fire, 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 just go, go, go. And he's the one uh, that wrote the great bit with Samuel L. Jackson from um, Pulp Fiction Mm -hmm. when he's the hockey coach. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, he wrote that. Oh, wow. That's great. And he also wrote one where he had – the Mannings on and the Baldwins were there too. So the Ooh. thing he wrote was, who was the worst Baldwin Baldwin brother and who was the worst Manning? And there was this competition, and he wrote, and they were worried that Alec would look at him and just say no. And ba- he said Baldwin just, I'm calling my brothers, and he wanted them all to be <laughs> in. But <laughs> he was that guy, so he would sit back there. He's got like five Emmys for the stuff he's done. And he'd be back there, wrote the jokes, and he said, okay, okay, okay. That's how he made his living. That's a real good one, too. So great. Yeah, and he can funny? walk into any restaurant, any store, and have no problems whatsoever. That's right. Nobody knows who he is except the fact that he's very funny. So that's one of those bits. And I guess if you get the check, you don't care. 
Yeah. Right? You just don't care. Well, and obviously, he's a family dude. He's got his kids in hockey, and he's mm-hmm. there. He's an active part of it, not having the nanny take the kids to hockey. So he's yeah. getting to do the things he wants to do. He gets to do everything. So that is interesting. So this is going to be high-quality comedy. I will go back to the tower. Jen? I don't want to say Oh, Jen Sturger. Jen yeah. Sturger. So funny. Yeah. I mean, you could tell this woman could work anywhere. Yeah. And that's the level of comedian you get. So yeah, that's right. it's going to be funny because she was fantastic. Really much more than I thought, okay, she'll be funny. She's cute. And she goes up and just kills. Yeah. So that's what we have giggles. Uh, we can do the walk up. You could get advanced. Yeah. You can get tickets at the door or you can go to giggleslive.com and get tickets ahead of time. Get them ahead of time. It's the best way to roll. And it's a good restaurant too. Yeah. It's a great restaurant. Yep. All right, thanks for listening to 1590. Afterwards, be sure to like and subscribe and tell all your friends.